I'm David Cross, and you may know me from my election integrity work, but I also own U.S. Asset Management, a family-owned and operated investment advisory practice. I'm a certified portfolio manager, and my job is to help you make better decisions with your money. One of the things we try to avoid is investing in companies that push the woke agenda. If you're invested with one of the big firms out there, there's a pretty good chance that you're feeding the beast that hates your values. Our company is 100% conservative, and we'd love to have an opportunity to work with you. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our big, proud American Eagle logo. Welcome back to Pacific SITREP. Uh, we're going to dig into what's going on in that region of the world this morning, but we're also going to dive into the NDAA, which was just passed. There's a lot there that needs to be unpacked. I'm with my co-host, John Mills. Thanks, Colonel, for coming on this morning. Hey, Todd. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Honor to be uh, on the show with you. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, uh, for sure, to all. And so let's start with uh, the Pacific. You, you had some points you really wanted to bring out, so uh, go ahead. Yeah, two things have caught my attention. Um, the Shenlong, which is the Chinese equivalent of our uh, X-37 unmanned uh, mini uh, space shuttle, um, you know, that's a classified Air Force program. Uh, it's, it's, a, it, it's an unmanned space shuttle is our version. They've, uh, the Chinese, as usual, have ripped it off. Now, they did a quick launch in mid-December, and this, the Shenlong has deployed six objects uh, that seem to be fixated uh, over America and are uh, actually transmitting signals. Uh, and I'm citing a Scott Tilley, who's identified this. Now, he said something that really even further caught my attention. He says it in, it's indicative of uh, uh, contacting a, uh, it, it, the signals are possibly related to a clandestine site in America on the West Coast, uh, also uh, possibly uh, communicating with ships off of shore. So this is, uh, you know, and a lot of these uh, merchant vessels, we have no idea what's on these uh, vessels as far as electronics, uh, special doodads that uh, mm -hmm. uh, foreign intelligence might put onto these ships. We're, we're not checking for that stuff. And uh, so I found, I found his description very interesting. The second thing- um, well, let, Before you move on, so oh, essentially you're saying Chinese satellites are communicating with ground bases inside the US, essentially. Is what yeah, saying. that's what Scott Tilley says, and this, uh, you know, this is all about position, navigation, and timing, mm -hmm. which is so necessary for precision strike. So, yeah, concerning. Yeah. Okay. Next point. Okay. Uh, so, General Wilsbach, the commander of Pacific Air Forces has announced that we are opening up the World War II era Tinian airfield, which is so in the, you have Guam, uh, which is a US territory. And then above Guam, you have Tinian and Saipan, which is a separate US territory. Those are two separate US territories. That's the Northern Mariana Islands of Tinian and Saipan, which uh, we, uh, Guam was already American at the beginning of World War II. We had to uh, liberate that. But then Tinian and Saipan, we had to liberate those from uh, uh, from Japan and bloody uh, bloody warfare. Um, but Tinian was the site of our uh, uh, enormous B-29 airfield where we started bombing in mass uh, Japan from at the end of World War II. 
it's a massive airfield complex you can still see on on satellite overheads of Tinian. And I've always, as we've uh, uh, created more, we, we have to disperse and harden, disperse and harden in mm -hmm. the Western Pacific. And one of the intuitive choices was the reopening of Tinian, which I've, I've, I've wondered if that was going on. Now, uh, the general, uh, Wilsbach has, has announced that, that we are in fact, uh, so we have Air Force civil engineering teams, um, uh, now reopening that massive World War II airfield complex. So it's a very good idea, very wise idea, gives us more ramp space, gives us more dispersion space, uh, uh, more, it makes it the, the targeting problem hard because when all you have is Anderson Air Force Base, uh, it makes the targeting uh, solution easier for the Chinese. Mm -hmm. Now we're, we're adding more airfields. And even at Anderson, there's there's northern parts of Anderson uh, that are additional runways that could be reopened. I would not be surprised if we're doing that also. So so that's that's some big news from the Pacific. But uh, now we can go through the NDA. Yeah, both, both points, uh, big news. So uh, thank you for that. So, uh, well, I, I know you did some analysis. Why don't you take us through the 30,000 foot view of, of what happened in this piece of legislation? Okay, so I'm going to go through a number of the items here. There's some good, there's some bad, there's some could be better uh, sections. Mm -hmm. Now, the good is NewsGuard and uh, the Global Disinformation Index uh, has been specifically identified and prohibited that any advertisers uh, so, uh, that work with the Department of Defense, and there's many that do, and the DOD spends a lot of money on advertising for recruiting, but all kinds of things. Um, there has to be a disconnection. And NewsGuard is just a flippantly uh, partisan activity that they say, well, we're, we're not a nonprofit, we're a for-profit, and we have nothing to do with this, but it is just absolutely brazenly, uh, uh, and this is this is part of the targeting of Americans and uh, silencing and censoring Americans. So, Well, we, we've been targeted heavily by NewsGuard, so yeah, uh, multiple yeah. sites, gonna, yeah. And, and prayerfully, the uh, uh, Supreme Court with Missouri and Louisiana and now, uh, uh, now the Texas cases, rules in the favor of American people and NewsGuard is going to have a huge target for uh, damages. So uh, uh, so when, when you find out more about that, let me know because I'll join that lawsuit. We're, we're actually suing the Trusted News Initiative now, another uh, nefarious censorship mechanism. But go ahead. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I have my filing ready uh, as soon as SCOTUS uh, comes, uh, uh, and I'm going to slam it down, but uh, this is going to be payback time, American patriots. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, oh, also port spying. They they targeted, uh, they uh, Loginc is, so uh, is a software used uh, pervasively in international shipping around the world uh, for scheduling, um, uh, uh, for scheduling, for movement of containers, transfer of containers. And it is nothing but a portal for the Chinese to spy on, on uh, traffic flows. And again, if you wanna know what America is up to militarily, watch Transportation Command and watch our international partners. And so that's where we had to get Logging out. That Logging was bad. That was a spy platform for China. Hmm. So that's good. That's good. The, the bad was they didn't go hard enough after wokeness uh, at the academies, in military training. 
Um, but there's some they, they did target uh, the diversity concept, and we can go through that uh, a little bit. Um, yeah, explain that because uh, I'm hearing the opposite that they removed everything the House put in the bill and that was anti woke. Well, it. actually, I found some very interesting things that are in it, and I and mm -hmm. I think uh, I think we should be applauding. It's still, mm -hmm. I think we have to go after this woke mentality, which I think was stripped out. But here it is: uh, you can't have anybody higher than a GS ten or military equivalent, which I think a GS ten works out to be an O three. Uh, I think is a military equivalent doing uh anything related to diversity uh dei mm. okay so it caps that right off the bat and um on that's section 364 in uh section um yeah 736 uh uh let's see here uh Pro, oh, oh yeah, Section 3736 prohibited mask. It prohibited the direction of wearing masks. Yeah, so I thought that was very good. Uh, I'll come back and I'll find those some of those some of those things with uh, DEI. Section 525 uh, prohibited any further uh, discharger or any any punitive uh, actions against anybody who uh, 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 not taking the vaccine. And it also says consider reinstatement. I I, I would have liked it to, to have said mandating reinstatement. Mandating. Yeah, because there's still there's still persecutions going on inside DOD oh. against those who didn't take the vax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, I mean, very. I mean, really bad. Uh, well, it's Section Five Twenty Five yeah. prohibits in any action from this point as soon as the, the president has not signed this yet. So this yeah. is not in effect yet. Okay. Um, but you know, I don't like the the statement on considering a restatement. Um, let me see here. Um, uh, okay. Section nine hundred two. Oh, oh. Section nine hundred four. Diversity officers are gone at the at the office of the secretary of defense and at senior level so they no longer will allow these diversity uh officers those those positions have been abolished that's at a what good level one. now at, 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 at like, the staff level like at the what? office you know you know, like a senior advisor that was bishop garrison total crazy guy um so that's good so the senior sure. diversity officers in the services the office of secretary of defense are gone so the commissars at the Air Force Academy are still there with the purple armbands. Or... I would not be surprised. See, that's where we need even more targeted and prescriptive language to surgically yeah. remove the cancer. Yeah. So, so they lop off the head. They capped, you know, those other folks at GS ten salaries. Um, so that's good. Now, uh, one thing because I had to run the gauntlets, uh, gauntlets of gauntlet of this annually was Cape is gone. I was a little surprised. Mm -hmm. Cape was the gatekeeper of um, uh, major investment decisions, um, and uh, um, it was a brutal annual process you had to go through and uh just a massive time suck on staff resources in the office of secretary of defense in the services in the joint staff and in the end 
you spent all this blood and treasure, you know, thousands of staff officers died. It was just every year. It was just incredible. And in the end, the, the very senior people went behind closed doors and made the, the, the capital investment decisions anyway. So why mm -hmm. even spend all the time doing this stuff? So I, so that whole entire office is gone now. I was a little surprised by that. Hmm. Now, this is a good one. 1009. It mandates that DOD come up with a fentanyl strategy to eradicate fentanyl. I think we're, we're on the pathway for authorization of military force. Now, it says DOD in the lead, but State Department very heavily involved. So I, that was a good one, 1009. So um, before you move on, I mean, uh, well, we have 10, 11 million fighting age men that have crossed into the U.S. Is there any language to possibly even acknowledge that or as a security uh, threat? Or? I think out of 10, we need to target, because I've, I've heard zero about this in any defense, any media, uh, you yeah. know, right-minded or not. Uh, that was a good, at 1009, we need to pile on that one and include specifically the subject of, can, of them moving in on cannabis operations. It's all tied in together. It's all tied yeah, in I agree. together. I agree. Uh -huh. Uh, it's organized so, crime across the drugs, across the sex, yeah. across the traffic. It's a high cash operation. Yeah. yeah it's a, and, and you're going to skim it. What do, what do criminally minded people do? They move in on high cash operations so they can skim it and then reapply it as they see fit to the, the Palestinian crazies who were really the same people who were Antifa, who were really the same people who are transgender pedophile crazies. Okay. High cash operation, always, that's uh, number one target, high cash operation. Um, so 1020, uh, 1222, I didn't hear anything about this. An IG for Ukraine, mm. I, you know, which is, uh, you know, that's a big, that's a big deal. That's a big yeah, deal. That, that is a big it, deal. Uh, yeah. And I'm just surprised. Uh, I haven't heard anything about this. Um, 1313, targeting uh, eco-health. And any activities that are, you know, the eco health scam on vi on virus research, vaccine research in China specifically targets them and says <laughs> no, absolutely not. Good one, good one. Uh, Fourteen eleven. We must review. This goes all the way back to nineteen thirty nine. We must totally review our national defense stockpile. This means the whole concept, the logistics planning concept of war reserve material. You know, and again, we, we just have so many people. And I mean, people who should know better, just they think we still have all these World War II massive stuff. We have mothballed factories from World War II ready to go. They're gone. They've been bulldozed. They're, they don't exist. You know, anything that was there has been been used up in Donbass, but but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just and all these. Oh, we have massive. We have millions of tanks lined up right now. No, 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 no. Well, we we have at the like the Sierra Depot. I mean, we we have a couple of thousand M ones in reserve, but you know, it takes a little while for them to get back up to a ready status. Okay, um, but yeah, this this fourteen eleven review is great. That's a good one. 1505 massively increases the cyber relationship with Taiwan, which for four years, that was me. That mm -hmm. was me fighting CIA, fighting State Department, fighting most of my DOD compadres. 
who said it was a total waste of time to spend any time with Taiwan on these these topics. So mandates a massively increased relationship on cyber. So that's a good one. Here, here's another great one is um, um, 1310, or excuse me, oh, oh thir uh, 1310, Taiwan is now uh, invite, will mandatorily be involved in the RIM annual RIMPAC naval ex exercises. That's a great one. Um, 1641, we're putting the nukes back on tomahawks, baby. It's mm. back on. We're going nuclear with the tomahawks. Mm. And uh, the Biden team hated this. The Biden team fought this. The Biden team lost. And uh, so we're going nuclear with our tomahawks again, baby. And that's mm. uh, back back on subs, potentially back on surface ships, potentially back, you know, we'll have, you know, you know, a good 12, 24 of those on a carrier. So you have a, you have a, and the re, you know, people say, well, why do you put it back on a tomahawk? Why don't you put it on a little rasm or a jasm? I mean, tomahawk's ancient. Tomahawk still is our longest ranging uh, 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 weapon. Yeah, it's slow. Yeah, it's it's legacy, but it's reliable and, and it's a huge visible deterrent. So you see a tomahawk getting loaded up underneath an F-35 on a carrier. Mm -hmm. It might have a nuke warhead. It might not, you know, gotcha. so gotcha. so good one. Good one. Uh, 18... Uh, um, uh, 879. I can't read it, but I'm sure it's a good one. Uh, I think it's a nuclear, I, I think it's a, addressing our nuclear stockpile. Uh, but but getting the tom the nuclear back on the tomahawk and it directs NNSA to resurrect the old, I think it's the W78 warheads and uh, make sure they can uh, uh fit back on and they're fully integrated. So you got to do all the engineering support. You got to find all the old hard copy drawings. You got to, you know, start doing the exercises and understanding is everything mate correctly. So that's great. 1882 totally forbids anything with Wuhan eco health. So, you know, double slam on eco health. Um, but here's one thing I'd like to point out here. It mandates the military end strengths. Army, 452, 452,000. Navy, 347,000. Marines, 172,000. Air Force, 325,000. Space Force, 9,400. Um, I'd like to, and being an Army guy, what I'd like to point out is I think we need to rebalance some of the forces. And I, I don't, Army is in the midst of gutting its special operations community. Like 7th Group had four battalions. They're going to go down to two battalions. Seventh group focuses on South and Central America. Mm -hmm. Why in the bloody world are we eviscerating at this point in time, seventh group? You know, that this sector of the mm -hmm. army makes no sense. So my, my posit though is we need to give about 50,000 of those army billets to uh, Navy and uh, uh, Air Force. And I'm going to nominate that we transfer <laughs> in mass army engineers and army MPs to bolster, uh, bolster uh, Navy and uh, Air Force capabilities. We just reflag them, got an army engineer battalion. You're now a CB battalion. And you now take off your army green and put on your navy green, I guess. Mm. And uh, and you're now and because the navy and the air force are going to be a lot of engineering capabilities uh, in the Pacific. 
Yeah. But just, just, just transfer a, a number mm-hmm. of units from Army to Navy and Air Force. Uh, Air Force is going to need engineer units to put Tinian back into into operation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there, there you go, there you go. But what Army Army should transfer billets, and at the same time, they should absolutely not mm-hmm. touch the Special Forces community. Well, being a special operator myself, I would agree with you. I think that, you know, I, I, but I did write articles in the past that we were neglecting our conventional capabilities, which was true. So you have to find that balance. Um, so let's talk about the service academies. Uh, they did not, they prohibited, they pulled out the prohibition of racial discrimination in admissions. So you can discriminate bringing in cadets. Do you think that will stand? Do you know any of the legal maneuvering behind that um i yeah i think uh on, on the next let me get rid of this sorry go ahead yeah i i, I think uh, they need to really now you're eviscerating the people who are who are overseeing that kind of mentality so you know these these people you know probably at the service academy they had probably had a GS fifteen making close to two hundred thousand a year mm-hmm. you know prattling away on this this mm-hmm. this craziness of DEI well that person gets lopped off to a GS ten mm-hmm. so that person probably is leaving so you are targeting the leadership of of the craziness um, but mm-hmm. I, I would I still I think we we have to be more prescriptive on these things and prayerfully with the right-minded president back and uh, and a uh, uh, an even more emboldened Congress in the fall we can be more prescriptive on these topics well everybody's blowing up my phone as we're talking sorry about that um, so what about the fitness test in the army you're an army guy gender neutral issue gender neutral issue is a problem and there's a lot of angst inside the in the u.s army because of that so out of my 33 years i think for almost 30 of those years we were on the verge of changing the pt test and it's just like i mean i am so numb to this topic here Mm. i mean the silliness over the changes in the army PT test, I mean, transcend every 33 years I was in the middle in the army and 33 years, there was always, we're just about to change the PT standards. And, you know, I, I it just, in the end, it was essentially the same test my entire 33 years. So I, I just, I don't, it shows, if anything, it shows a, a pathetic ability to analyze staff and decision what should be intuitively simple things that they have this this pain and agony over these changes in the pt test are just ridiculous so uh what is your thoughts though should it go to a gender neutral gender neutral standard or should women have uh you know a lesser standard than men in a combat position uh you know I would say, uh, you know, you, you just can't hold women to the the, 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 the physical upper body strength. You're, you're going to, hey, I've trained in martial arts with, uh, you know, uh, Olympic gold medal females, literally. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is a super duper exception to, you know, every of that is that much of the female population. Right. Okay. So. 
and and even even with the guys, you know, that's that's a, that's a, that's a, so I I think you know the reality is for the most part you are going to have to have different standards now. I have changed my view on women in combat significantly based upon combat I've been in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say um, I have no problem with females being in combat positions. Uh, I base it upon uh, mature, because it's not always about strength and endurance. A lot of times it's about maturity, but I think this is reflective mm-hmm. of society, how we've emphasized women and dumbed down men. But in early two, in, in 20, 2003, I was responsible for moving a lot of money around inside of Iraq, okay, mm-hmm. which was a, made me a very, uh, I was a person of interest when you're carrying a lot of cash, okay? Mm-hmm. So me and my security detail had to be very creative to make sure we didn't get hit. And we showed up at this one bank one time. And I was very distressed by this, by the, by the young, God bless him, the young male infantry element that was providing security at this, at this bank. But long story short, I don't think they were exhibiting maturity and professionalism. Mm-hmm. When you're sitting on the ramp of your Bradley, looking at magazines, you're not even really supposed to have in the country when you're being, uh, uh, you're not being nice to the local citizens. Mm-hmm. So what happened about a week later? Somebody decided to drop a couple of grenades outside out of the window right onto the ramp and killed killed this exact same Bradley uh, team. Would a group of young females be? Because I, I, what I have seen more often than not is the young females are far more professional, take this far more seriously, hmm. and show greater maturity. Than, than young males. Would a team of, of uh, females on this Bradley be acting in, in, in a similar way? No, I would have, I think in many ways they would have been acting more professional, alert. And I don't think somebody would have dropped a couple of grenades on them because hmm. they were, and, and that, 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 that episode really made me reflect and think about things. But it also reflects, again, a dumbing down of young males, a elevating young young females and for some reason i got these things exploding behind me i don't know why Maybe it, was, <laughs> it looks good <laughs> i have no idea where that came from <laughs> but it made it but it was like the climax of the right. point is 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 uh, uh that that event really made me think about things because i had young females with me in my uh in my security detail and again it was a, it was a small team of us maybe about 20 that i was leading it was our job to move cash and you know nobody was trained to do this it was just mills yeah. i need you to do this this yeah. is what you're doing and i just yeah. kind of a pickup team of you know inner you know marines army navy air force mm-hmm. i just assembled a team and you know i'll just have to be honest oftentimes mm-hmm. the young females showed far more professionalism maturity taking their job seriously and that really made me reflect upon this because mm-hmm. uh because this is not always, and we, we, we most part, it's not high intensity combat. It is building relationships with local nationals. It is properly representing the United States, mm-hmm. and that's where I go. Would a would a would a fire team of young females on a Bradley 
uh, and and I uh, be have behave uh, females behave the same way, and I know I don't think so. And just like a tank crew, you know, the Israelis have all female tank have, have situation where they have all female tank crews, you know, yanking up that one twenty millimeter that that one twenty millimeter round. That's that's a that's a hefty job, but gosh, those females can yank that round and slam it into the chamber, and uh, so you know, uh, um, I'm uh, I'm. But again, that, 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 that is a symptom of a dysfunctional society where we, we need to work better on raising both young females. We, 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 we need Debras. We need biblical Debras, but we also need biblical Davids, you know, on sure. both sides. So last question, uh, the FISA law was extended. Um, oh, not a good yeah, thing bad. in my opinion, but, uh, yeah. what are your, yeah. what say you? Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. And I, you know, this is the only functional piece of legislation seems to be the NDAA out of the entire U.S. government. You know, that is not the entirety of the U.S. government, yet they're slamming all these things in the NDAA. Why? I mean, because the NDAA essentially works, uh, you know, but I, uh, I hopefully we we finally terminate the FISA program uh, uh, in 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 uh, in that because it only it's only like a four month extension. Uh, you know, I'm sick of General Nakasone, and I knew Nakasone when he was a colonel. I worked with him a, a fair amount, and uh, um, you know, oh, we we need this. You know, everybody comes addicted and says, oh, when they when the when the staffers get briefed, they go up to Fort Meade and you know, NSA watch floor and get briefed on this stuff. Everybody just goes. Wow, this is incredible. We gotta have this. Yeah. No, we don't. No, we don't. Agreed. Well, thank you, Colonel. Anything else you want to get out? Yeah, that's it. That's it, Todd. Thank you so much. We will uh see you next week. Have a Merry Christmas. Take care. Hey, Merry Christmas. Thank you, Todd.